Uncover and Elevate is the next evolution of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and after coaching hundreds of clients, I am unapologetically clear on this. People pleasing is a symptom with a deeper cause. Being in a toxic relationship or career and feeling trapped has a deeper cause. Avoiding difficult conversations has a deeper cause. Self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, confusion, feeling insecure, all have a deeper cause. In Uncover and Elevate, we are going to look under the hood every week to uncover what the deeper causes are that shape our lives, including the ones that make breaking a pattern, even one we want to break, so hard. Then we will elevate our lives with tools designed to transform those deeper causes and deal with the symptoms. Join me each week as we uncover and elevate our lives. And now, here's this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Welcome everyone to this special episode of Uncover and Elevate. I am here with one of my clients, Nicolette. I tend to call her Nick. Um, so welcome. And I wanted Nick to come on today to talk about what it's been like for her being a client, what the coaching, like the process has been, why she chose me, why she wanted to come to coaching. I think it's always good for you all to hear rather than me talk about what clients think about me, right? Um, to let you hear it, you know, straight from the client. So I'm really excited. I'm really grateful, Nick, that you're here and that you're willing to be vulnerable and open enough to share some parts of your journey with us and, um, let everybody kind of experience what it's like to be my client through your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm happy to do this, as as I said before. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know how many sessions we've had thus far. I think maybe 12, nine or 12. Oh, yeah, and, somewhere there maybe. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in between there. But I already, so 12 weeks since I do it once every week. We may have skipped or pushed a few, but um, in just that amount of time, I have seen, I don't need an, an incredible shift in my life. Um, yeah. That I look at things and the way you tell me to step and check and, you know, I'm constantly reminding myself of that if I get to in my head of something or whatever it is the step and check thing has always been like right at the top. Um, but yeah, this, you have been amazing over these past few weeks and um, I'm happy to keep going. <laughs> yeah, great, great. Well, I love that. And we'll talk about the step and check. If I forget to come back to it and you remember, remind me, because I do want to tell, talk about that. I don't know that I've talked about that little tool on a podcast before, but let's go back for you. Um, to sort of when we first met, why you decided to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. We, I know the first time we were together, as I was reminded right before we hit record here, was last summer I did a retreat in person in Pennsylvania, not an overnight retreat, but we met like Saturday and for most of the day, and then I think a couple hours Sunday, mm -hmm. and you were at that retreat so, yeah. but I'm not really, so I can, I can think I know what, why you came to the retreat, but tell folks kind of how you found me in my work. And then what moved you from 
you know, the, what you enjoyed about the retreat to actually diving into the one-on-one relationship that we have now with coaching. Yeah, sure. So um, obviously I started at the retreat. Um, My boss knows you or had been doing um, sessions with you and Mm -hmm. she opened up her house and had you there. I was a little skeptical about it. I wasn't sure. Um, but you know, I said, screw it. I might as well try it. I'm not doing anything for the weekend. So what am I, what do I have to lose? Um, and I, it was the weirdest thing. I never, like at one point we meditated and you asked us to do, um, like picture our favorite place or something. And I never like believed in meditating or any of that and I just remember sitting there crying because it was like so emotional for me and like the pictures that you were talking us through and like what we needed to what we should vision or you know so and then after that like I was just crying the whole weekend (laughs) so it was just it was just really deep and you know that was only the beginning because It was a short amount of time, but I mean, we did spend basically all day Saturday and then what, like four or five hours on Sunday, but in a group setting, it was different, but I knew that it started to uncover a lot of stuff for me. Um, And, you know, that was last summer. And then I really, this year, um, I needed, I needed like an extra boost. I needed a little help figuring out my dating life. Um, okay. Things like that. My body, my, why I would hate my body, things like that. And mm-hmm. so my natural, I didn't want to get back into therapy therapy, but I knew that I had clicked with you over that weekend. And I knew that it, it uncovered some things for me. So I wanted to go back in that same direction. And that's why I picked back up with you however many weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I forgot about the dating stuff. Uh, that was what we started with was the dating in the body stuff. So yeah, everybody just generally um, what it's like to have those regular sessions. Now you're one of the few who's very, who really tends to come every week and I love that weekly is my favorite yeah. uh, as a coach, but also even when I'm seeing somebody, because you can get so much momentum out of weekly, but even for somebody who's coming, you know, a couple times a month, like I have that 90 day, nine session um, mm-hmm. package. So, you know, basically three a month. So whatever, when somebody's coming regularly, we'll just call it that. What is it like just to one, take the time? Cause you know, there's, I know there's people listening saying that sounds so great, but I don't have time. Yes. So say hello folks to the puppies. Um, you know, they, they're like, sounds good, but I don't have time. Or they just can't really imagine what it would be like, you know? Yeah. So just give everybody a sense of that, what it's like yeah. for you. So I, I don't think I even thought I was going to do once a week. I, I didn't really know what to expect. I was just kind of, you know, testing the water, seeing if, you know, this would be something I want to do. Obviously it has been, but if, if 
like making that time weekly is a priority. Like you have made me realize that I am a priority and I do need to make this time. Like you make things, you make time for things that are important to you and bettering myself, you know, all of that is important to me. And I love taking the hour. I love going through my week and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to talk to Brenda about this. You know, it's, it's because I mean, it's just life, everything. It's just look forward to. I mean, I get not taking the time, but if you want to better yourself and truly work on yourself, and if you're there to do it, you absolutely should take the time. An hour a week is great. Obviously, I love the momentum, but whatever you can do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, what you just said there, I think is so important too, when you just said it's just life, you know, because there are also people who are like, well, I might do that, you know, if something terrible happened or if I'm in crisis or something. And when you started, even though you had these issues like boyfriend issues and body issues that you could articulate, like I want to work on that, right? But you, there was no big crisis. It's not like whatever, you, you know, you were had just dumped somebody or they dumped you or whatever. There was no big crisis. Yeah. So explain what helped you the best you can. I mean, I know this is kind of hard to articulate or might be hard to articulate, but what made you get to that point that you're like, this is it. I need to go start working with Brenda to work on this dating thing and my body thing. Like I, what, yep. what brought you to that point of just being sick of it? Yeah. So I started, I mean, dating's hard, especially yeah. now. Um, and I just felt like I kept on failing or doing something wrong. Um, I always thought it was me and my expectations. Um, and it's not <laughs> now yes. that you so greatly pointed out. Um, I always just thought I was the problem. And so I really thought, you know, as you as a life coach, that could help me in- immensely. And then the way that I saw myself when we first started talking, my body, my image, all of that, I just hated the way that I looked and I hated the way I felt in all of my clothes. And I wanted to be more confident, but I didn't know how to be as like a bigger woman and, you know, loving myself and the FUPA and all of the things, you know, it's, it was difficult for me to do that. All right. Um, now, wait, we have to stop. Cause when you yeah. first used the FUPA, I did not know what it was. I, I was unschooled. I have since <laughs> heard it from other sources, but please tell our listening audience, uh, put your headphones on or cover your children's ears. Or if you're listening at work, you already have your headphones on. Tell us. <laughs> Even the dog likes it. Romeo will tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Romeo's got it. So FUPA, it, and we're allowed to curse. Yes. Here, that's fine. Okay. Yes. FUPA yeah. is fat upper pussy area, which is the roll that's above your vagina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, I mean, I'm still like, I mean, we're working through it. I don't plan right, on right, right. this, you know, I'm still a little weird about it, but my whole body as a whole and, you know, being comfortable in my clothes and 
like that has been a huge change for me. And I, you know, we had this talk before, but when I went away on vacation and um, I never really felt okay in bathing suits, you know, I used to be like super skinny and a soccer player when I was younger. And, you know, I just gained weight over the years. And um, when I go to the lake every year with my girlfriend and her family, we were on her boat, sitting on the lake, we were driving around and I had never felt more comfortable in my bathing suit than ever, ever. Yeah, I love that story so much. And if I'm, if I remember it right, it's even a two piece, right? Yes. It's, yeah. It's, it was, I, I just felt so good. And I, and my girlfriend even took like a picture of me from behind and I actually saw the picture and I was like, oh my God, I actually don't mind that picture. I think I look great. And I never say that about myself. I never look at a picture unless it's just on FaceTime and it's just of my face. You know, I never say, oh my gosh, I look so good in that. Or I love that outfit on me or whatever it is. And that one day on the boat and I was like, shit, I look good and I feel good and I feel good. Yeah. yeah, I love that story so much. And uh, just so the audience knows this, it's not because we went on a weight loss program. No. This was an internal and mindset shift. Yeah, I am still yeah. the same as I was when we first started talking. I haven't do, done anything differently. Yeah. Um, you know, and when we first talked to, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, I would get on myself for not working out or, you know, oh, I should really go and do this. And you mentioned, you know, you're not going to get yourself there by beating yourself up. You're going to get your, once you feel comfortable doing it. And now seeing myself in a different light, it's like, I've been doing more walks. I've been going on more hikes. I've been more active. I mean, I'm not like really into the gym, but like, Right, right. it's starting to get me to do more things. So that was huge too. Yeah. That's such a great point because we have in our culture, especially, and then other things that just stack onto it, depending on what our family is like and religion and other things we're exposed to, but there's such a culture in the Western world about if you're, you know, if you're not doing something that you quote unquote should be doing, the best way to do that is to be really hard on yourself, you know, to like make yourself to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and willpower yourself, you know, all those things that we have all those cliches for. When in fact, what I have certainly found and you're saying, and all of my clients would confirm and many other people is that the only way to really create any sort of change that's lasting, which is what you're talking about. You you didn't just have a good day You've been having many good days, which isn't to say every day you look at yourself and go, I look freaking fantastic because that's not real. That's not life either. Right. We all have bad days, but most days you have changed how you, how you truly see your body. And that sort of transformation only lasts when we are only occurs when we really love ourselves into it. Because when we beat ourselves into something, beat ourselves up into something, it's short term. It's the 10 pounds for the wedding or, you know, right. party or whatever. 
the one dress that I feel good when I wear or whatever, you know, it's the exception to the rule. We can't sustain it. So I love that you shared that story. Um, so now I want to um, segue into another concept that I we've talked about. I do it all the time with you. Now that we've talked about it as a thing, you probably get it. But um, it's this idea of looking under the hood. And I have a new free worksheet. So you guys can go to the show notes or go to my website or go to my profile on Instagram. It's all there. Um, it's the under the hood worksheet of this idea of that has been so important to me with my own life and with every client I've worked with, even before I could really articulate what exactly I was doing, which is getting under the hood, below the surface, whatever you want to think about that that it wasn't just enough to go, oh, here's a client and she doesn't feel good about her body. And so let's work on, you know, her mindset. Let's work on her fat sense of fashion, or maybe she's not picking clothes that, you know, aren't right for her body, you know, whatever. It's not that those are sort of surface level things that are great. It's not that they don't have their place, but they won't create that sort of sustainable transformation. So we had to sort of look under the hood and see what was causing all that internal self-criticism, right? Because when we're self-shaming our body, there's a reason why. Nobody's born self-shaming their body. There's no baby that hates their butt, right? <laughs> so it's an unnatural state that we get conditioned into. And so I wonder if you can share a little bit what that was like. I don't know. And I don't know what you're going to say to this, but I don't know if that was a surprise to you that like we had to keep kind of going deeper and deeper for you to actually like have that real breakthrough better yeah. than the aha awareness. So it, tell everybody what that was like for you. Yeah, it's. So we had, you asked me to kind of go back to a, the first time that I had ever felt, you know, me hate my body and yeah. remember going back to when I was skinny and playing soccer. And then I got on a new birth control and it totally changed my body. And, you know, my mom had said something about it. Um, back then, and I think I was 16, um, so 12 years ago, and I think that's ultimately where it started because I wound up gaining weight, and I, you know, wasn't as active, and you know, I was still playing soccer, and but that's ultimately I think where it rooted from. Um, so like uncovering that, and then, you know, you said to try and talk to the younger you, yeah. and you know, that was super emotional because I don't even know. It was just hard words that mm -hmm. I, I would say to myself every day, like that doesn't look good or you look like shit or, you know, and then you said, would you say that to your younger self? And, you know, that, that really put into perspective, like, fuck, no, I wouldn't like, absolutely. Right. And you know, then I started getting emotional and crying and it was like this whole big thing. And, you know, wasn't, wasn't like an aha moment. It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Their younger self like that and say those types of things. So 
you know, getting under the hood and discovering where it actually came from and like nurturing your younger self for what have been told while I was gaining weight or, um, yes. I mean, just the main things other people say, I mean, you had, I mean, there's no, but I, it's hard to imagine, uh, how many people have not had somebody that they love a family member, a lover, a somebody who has criticized them in their body. Mm-hmm. It's happen- it is so prevalent and it is so painful. And especially when we're, it's always painful, but especially when we're younger, you know, really young or teenage years, whatever, it's, it can be very impressionable. But I mean, I've had clients who got it in college, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter when it happens. When it creates that wound, you've got to get back to that. Otherwise, we're just back up there at the top on the sort of symptom of it all. And and whatever you do, the affirmations, I love this, before we hit record, Nick was saying what it was like for her to do affirmate, like, you know, talking about standing in front of the mirror saying, I love you, I love you, I love my body, I love my body. Um, So tell, and I love what you said about that, because I feel the same. So tell folks about that part of it (laughs) so that was one of our my homework assignments was to do the daily affirmations wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself and it's it's weird for me I hated it yeah yeah I was super blunt and honest and open as I can be with Brenda every every week I got on the call and she's like how'd you do I said, shitty, I hated it. <laughs> I did not want to do it at all, ever. <laughs> yes. So we just shifted gears. And then I started writing it down instead of saying it to myself in the mirror. Like there's a journal that I just woke up and I just wrote a little, I love you. And then yeah. just, so that is like an every other day thing for me now. Cause I still have it sitting out, but yeah, it's, definitely a lot better for me to write it down instead of looking at myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I mean, one of the things that I love about that story is that, and this is part of what I love about one-on-one coaching is I get the time, right. Instead of a group setting to learn that about you, right. Because, because you tell me Mm -hmm. and what the same thing doesn't work for everybody. And so having that ability in a one-on-one relationship to really get to exactly which of the tools use which way kind of is best for Nick, which might be different for Meredith, which might be different for, you know, Susan, which might be different for one, definitely different from the men I coach because the men I coach, again, I'm basically using the same tools with everybody, but how, the nuances around how I can use them with people are based very much on the person, on you know just who they are, their own style of processing, their own style of healing, because it's never to me a one size fits all. So I love that. Um, let's move into the dating part for uh, a few minutes here because that'll get us to our um, step check thing um so when we started you as you shared with everybody at the beginning of the episode you felt like your standards were too high 
and that you were doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's why you were having this sort of cycle of pattern of, can I just call them disappointing relationships? <laughs> guys, is that fair? Yes. Um, and so what was that like for you to take that mindset flip of actually there's nothing wrong with you you're not expecting too much and in fact you're probably expecting too little yeah I think definitely over the years that's happened um I just everything diminished but um now well when I when I when we first started I just thought you know basically chivalry was dead right there was nobody out there for me that would ever do those things or treat me well or you know show affection or I thought I was always asking for too much and then we really broke down exactly what I was asking for and what my what my perfect day would look like yeah my life and that was another homework assignment where you know I wrote out my perfect day and as I'm writing it I all of it is normal shit that like, right. not, I'm not, <laughs> all of it was normal. And, you know, right. once we went through all of it and you were actually pointing out to me, like, you're not crazy. It's not you. Right. You haven't found your Ryan Gosling, which is yes. who we, <laughs> that's who our we stand in for, for our ideal man for Nick. Yeah. So, and if he's available, you know, we could take the real thing, but uh, yeah. yeah. And it was so funny. And this happens so often when I had you, I don't know if you remember this part of it, but like when I had you um, articulate the qualities that you wanted in your real, like if we set aside, this is an exercise, uh, probably anybody who's listened to a lot of podcasts has heard me do this. I do it in a million different ways. This idea of having, we all have stories. So if Nick's story was, you know, I'm expecting too much. This guy's not even out there. So if we get rid of those stories, which is hard to do, but we're just like pretending, right? Okay, I don't have that story at all. I don't have either of those what do I want my guy to have? Cause you're into guys. Um, so characteristics, not like he needs to be over six feet tall and have brown hair and not that, but like the kind of person he is, what kinds of qualities does he has have when you made that list? So then I just have, you know, Nick start rattling off. And if we had 10 things on that list, it would be a lot. I'm not even sure it was 10. And, and so in, in our minds, when we're stuck in that story of, I want too much, I'm expecting too much, we would think, and you can tell me if this is true, I've never asked you this quite in this way, Nick, but that it's because my list must be way too long. Like there's, there's just too many things. Oh yeah. I want. And then when we make this list, it's like very, he's empathetic. He shows up. He likes to do some of the things I like to do. I mean, it's like this list that when you read it is so not, I have to be on a yacht in the Italian Riviera five times a year, right? Which is what our silly little mindset, same thing with the perfect or ideal day exercise that I give a lot of people. Like when we end up writing out what our perfect or ideal day is, it's not being on a yacht. And not, not that there's anything wrong with that. I love being on yachts. 
Yes. Love to be on one in the Italian Riviera or the French Riviera. Either one suits me fine. Uh, but really, so much of what we want out of life is about our sort of, I'll say, quote, normal day-to-day experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the hero who can just show up when I'm about to get mugged in a dark, you know, alley. It's how is he with me every day or she with me every day? How are they showing up when I'm having a bad day and I happen to have needs? Right. Woo! I I have needs, you know, um, do they blame me for everything? Is every, you know, so it was such, I love, I love being part of that process because once we made that list, you were like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like this is not too much at all. Yep. And then it was the ultimate test when ex-boyfriend came out of the woodworks and, you know, we talked through it and this is where the step check came in. Yes. And me not prompting him what to say and asking him these real questions and figuring out what it is that he wants. And, you know, after all this work that we did and, you know, the weekend passed and I, was doing a lot of step check. I was not prompting him. I was asking important questions. And then I said, you know what? I've been working too hard on myself to go back this far to date an ex-boyfriend. And so I ended that. Um, So that was huge too, because he was like my first young love, right? So um, that was- And I have to say, when we started, when he showed back up, you were very, I'm not trying to out you. I don't think you'll care oh, no. about this. You were very much, he's back. I love him so much. I love him so much. This could be the one. I could see us being together, blah, blah, blah. So, and trust me, you were not the first client that has come to me with that. Yeah. And while, I mean, again, it, you can tell the audience, but like, I wasn't, I didn't, have an agenda for you not to oh my god no date this guy no but I did so what I always say I can't remember if I've said this to you directly or not but what I often say to clients and I've said on this podcast before the only agenda I have for a client is to get them to their own truth Mm-hmm. And whatever your truth, and you know, and our truth is not like a, a brick wall that never changes, right? So whatever your truth is in that moment, that's all I want you to find. And then take your next step on that, which is kind of the step check, step check. Like, the, and you described it briefly there, but I'll just break it down a little bit for folks so they, they know what we mean um, by it. Is it's where like, I'll take a step, I'll say something or do something or you know and then I wait I don't go five steps I just go one and then I wait and see how the person's going to respond this is really powerful in dating it's also very powerful in inter job interviews mm-hmm. and your relationships with co-workers and stuff because where some of us tend to be you know like I I'm very transparent and I you know wear my heart on my sleeve it's very easy for me to be very open with people but then you find out the people who use that against you the next day in a meeting or something like that, right? So I have learned and taught by my coach trainer, Dr. Martha Beck, this concept of just take one step, take one step, 
see how they respond. Don't prompt them. Like don't seed them with, I've always wanted a boyfriend who would do this or, you know, if we have trust relationships, well, the way for me to trust you is for you to do this. Yeah. It's like handing somebody the script and whether they're trying to be manipulative or just aren't emotionally mature enough not to be there. I mean, trust me, I married somebody who did that to me and was, you know, 50. So it's not about age, you know, but I handed him the script. I want my next relationship to be like this. I want my next partner to respond this way to me when I'm upset or when we're fighting or whatever. And, you know, for a few months he could do that, but it wasn't who he was. And so he couldn't keep doing it. And so this idea of let me take a step, let me not prompt them already with what I want to hear and let me see how they respond and then come back to myself and ask, okay, like check in with myself. How did that feel? Maybe it's better than what I was thinking, right? It's not about, you know, whatever. Again, we're not trying to manipulate an outcome either. You're showing up in your truth by asking the question and then listening for what he's going to say so that you can allow yourself to discern, is this somebody I want to be with? And the reason why I'm not invested in any of those things or whether people leave their jobs or leave their relationships or start business, like all the things that people come to coaching for I, one of the reasons why I think coaching works better than going to a girlfriend or whoever is because I don't have an agenda. Even if you don't quit the job and you're still miserable a year late, like whatever, I just trust that you're having your journey. And if you start dating the, you know, terrible guy, that was just where you needed to go to get to your next place. I, I don't presume to know what's better for somebody than their own sense of truth is. And following our truth doesn't mean we're shooting rainbows and unicorns all the time. Yeah, I think that was totally the case when, you know, I thought you would be opposed to me going back to this horrible guy who hurt me and, you know, did these things. But you, I mean, no pun intended, but you coached me through it. You mm -hmm. obviously, um, taught me the step check and then I was like quote unquote free to do whatever I please yeah. you know and what you said helped me ultimately make a great choice and not date him <laughs> like yeah so, and you figured it out really quickly yeah like that was the other thing like I don't know you know some people might have heard you at the beginning saying whatever nine sessions 12 sessions whatever it's been and be like oh my god because there is a certain idea we get in our head and I had it too when I first got into therapy of like even though I've had this problem for years I'm gonna get it figured out in two or three sessions right like we just don't want to have this I don't know what that's about, but anyway, yeah. it's very common um, for people to resist the idea of 12 weeks or six months or something like that in coaching. I mean, my favorite, I'm about ready to reveal because I know it will be of such service to so many people, a six month package. Yes. But I also know so many people will be like six way it won't take me that long or I don't want to invest that much or I don't want you know whatever the thing is but 
Can you, I mean, I, I'll just speak about my own. You don't have to agree with this because I don't want to set you up. <laughs> I know that the things when I, every hard thing I went through when I was working with a coach or a therapist, I still got through it so much faster than I would have gotten through it on my own. I would like, in, if I had been in your shoes, I would have probably dated that guy who knows for maybe six months or something, even if it had been six days or six weeks um, before I really got to the point where I realized, oh, no, wait, I've done it again. I'm settling. And so I think that there's like, I'm not all about, I'm not, uh, I don't want to be about speed. This isn't about how fast we can learn something, right. but I do think that I am always amazed at how far any client goes in whatever time they're working with me, whether it's three months or six months or, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm always, I'm always, um, that, that just thrills me to see how far they come yeah. in what to me is a really short period of time. So what do you have to say about that? Well, I feel like I'm picking up on things quicker than I ever thought it would. Uh-huh. Really, I thought it was going to take a really long time. And I thought, you know, I don't know. I just thought it would take longer. Um, but, you know, all of these things are proving. I'm just remembering everything that you're telling me. And it's just in the back of my head. And, you know, it's now coming to the front of my head. And everything's just happening naturally. And I'm not, like, super pushing it. I'm not, like, really even trying hard. It's it's not yeah. it's not hard work it's necessary work. And I feel like that is much easier to just learn and do when you realize that, if that makes sense. Um, So like, even, you know, we had our session Thursday when I had told you about my ex and by the next session, I think even Monday, I was already done with him. I know. Yeah. We were on to the next thing. So it was, I mean, just to see and know that it actually is working. Yeah. Uh, I mean, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I have loved this and I know everybody's loved hearing you talk about your journey um, in coaching. So any um, final words that you have for our audience that you would say, like if somebody's on the fence and they're like, eh, you know, I feel like I say ad nauseum go to the show notes and click on the form or the link to, you know, be curious about coaching or book a 15 minute call or, you know, join me for a retreat or whatever the things are I'm offering. If somebody is feeling on the fence and like, I don't know, would it be worth it? Whatever. What would you have to say to them? Um, (laughs) Hell yes, it's worth it. (laughs) Um, I have been singing your praises to everybody I know. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyone that presents a problem, I'm just like, here's her information. Talk to her. It's she's amazing. Um, I say take the jump, take take it, take the step, and absolutely do it. I mean, you only have yourself to better. You know, it's not going to get worse. I mean, you may uncover yeah. hard shit, but then you get better. Yeah. Um, so you've been extremely, extremely helpful, and I look forward to our sessions every week. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, thank you so much for that, Nick. And yeah. 
Thank you all for joining us on this special episode of Uncover and Elevate. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Check out the show notes for tons of great information and resources like if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast so we can uncover and elevate an issue in your life, just complete the form in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach. You can work with me one-on-one -on -one or get additional information about one of my group or private retreats by completing the form in the show notes. And I would love it if you would share this episode on social and tag me. I'd also love for you to post a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It makes such a big difference and will help others find the show. And I'll be incredibly grateful. This is Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I'll see you in the next episode of Uncover and Elevate.